Okay, welcome back to Snowing Podcast. This is your host, Gord Van, and uh, today joining me again, Hal Armstrong from Time Machines and Snow Tech Magazine. So, Hal, we got a we got an, an unbelievable guest today. Um, I can't believe uh, I'm I'm doing this, but uh, we actually got to interview um, Al Unser Jr. and Al Unser Sr. and um, you know what, you know, racing legends, IndyCar racing legends, and um, you know, I mean all the times that I've watched them and. And um, and you know and gone to the Molson Indy and, and stuff like that. Uh, incredible! Just uh, I, I'm I'm so pumped to talk to these guys. So t- tell us, um, uh, you've you've done a previous story with uh, with uh, Bobby Unser. So tell us about uh, the Unser family. Uh, yep. Hi, uh, Gord. So uh, yeah, for everybody uh, out there listening, um, a lot of people would probably know about the Unsers and their relationship with uh, snowmobiling. And uh, but a lot of people probably don't. So their history goes back, um, you know, when Al Jr. was just little, which we'll find out in the interview. But Al Sr. and uh, his uh, brother Bobby um, both were avid snowmobilers. So they have their uh, big ranch out in uh, New Mexico, where the Unser Museum is today, and uh, they jumped on the snowmobile bandwagon, uh, you know, as far back as. 67, 68, and right away they were uh, uh, picked up by Snowjet snowmobiles as uh, uh, ambassadors for for their brand, along with Mario Andretti. Um, so you'll see some ads floating around from uh, 69, 70 with uh, with that group uh, and Snowjet. And then after that, um, Bobby Unser, uh, you know, he really. Uh, gravitated towards snowmobiling, especially racing and the performance end of it. And uh, he hooked up with uh, Chaparral. And I did do a story a few years back for Snowtech on the, uh, it was called the Firebird SSX. And uh, this was a the first independent trailing arm front suspension race sled uh, built in any kind of volume um, by a snowmobile company. And uh, when I interviewed Bobby Unser quite a few years ago, um, he told me that, you know, Chaparral, which was owned by the Armco Steel Corporation, which had a lot of deep pockets, really wanted to win Eagle River, the world championship, really bad. And uh, they had just come off from winning the, the Sioux 500 in, uh, I think it was 1970, and that had sold them a ton of snowmobiles in the Michigan area. So they knew the value of, uh, of uh, you know, what wins on Sunday sells on Monday, and uh, to win Eagle River, of course, you know, everybody at that time was, was gunning for Eagle River as they do today. So Bobby got a, a, a really nice, sizable budget. Um, he told me something like a million dollars. You know, who's to know if that was 100% true or not? But he did uh, work with uh, a group of engineering uh, at Chaparral in Denver, Colorado, and uh, built a, a trailing arm IFS front suspension um and uh brought these machines uh to Eagle River. So he actually even uh you know got one of the the top drivers of the time and former world champ Roger Jansen who had won for Articat in 69 uh to come over to uh Chaparral along with a bunch of other great uh riders. And so uh they showed up at Eagle River and uh on top of having independent front suspension he also had done some wind tunnel work with a wing 
and you'll see some old pictures floating around of uh, one of these sleds with a uh, with a big wing, aluminum wing, uh, mounted uh, onto the spindles or onto the shock towers to put downforce on the front end uh, to help it corner. And uh, he was telling me at the time, you know, he just told Roger to go out and take this thing and just run it as fast as you can through the corners, and don't be worried about it. That the the wing will take care of. Uh, helping you go around the corners with this word called downforce. and <laughs> So that might have sounded like voodoo magic or something at the time, but uh, apparently uh, Roger did go out and, you know, they went uh, running around the track. And back in those days, that track was a banked oval. So to be able to go around the inside and corner as quick as that machine would uh, really turned a lot of heads. But it also created a safety uh, concern, I think, from a lot of the other manufacturers thinking that, you know, maybe somebody might get decapitated by that wing. So they banned it. And uh, Bobby, he was, uh, when I talked to him, he was really upset about that. But uh, anyways, cooler heads prevailed, and uh, they actually did get one of the chaparrales uh, into the final. And um, they were actually leading, I think, for one or two laps, and then a part broke on the front end, and the, uh, they didn't finish the race. But, you know, for Bobby, it was mission accomplished. He did get Chaparral to the, to the big dance at Eagle River. And, uh, you know, IFS uh, for Chaparral continued for another year. And then, uh, you know, then, the, of course, everybody else picked it up, the Villeneuve's in 76 on their ski rules, and then Polaris in 77. And then, you know, people started perfecting it uh, more than uh, the original design from from Bobby, but uh, yeah, Bobby Unser uh, was one of the pioneers of uh, independent front suspension, so that was really cool. So with the rest of the Unsers, Al Unser Sr. ended up hooking up with Polaris for quite a few years in the 70s, and uh, and then Bobby and, and uh, Al Sr. both hooked up again with Polaris when the Indies were introduced. And that kind of went synonymous, you know, the Indy 500 sleds came out in, in uh, the early 80s, and so Bobby and uh, and Al Sr. were uh, promoting uh, sleds for Polaris, were in a lot of their ad campaigns. Al Jr. Uh, came along uh, later on, of course, he'll tell us he grew up snowmobiling with his uncles and his dad, and uh, so snowmobiling was always a big part of their life uh, growing up, and in the off-season when... Uh, the Indy cars weren't running, so uh, in the 80s, especially in the twin track, uh, you know, when the twin tracks were, you know, the big rave in uh, in in, uh, in Formula One racing, they called it for snowmobiles. Uh, the entire Unser group got picked up by Skidoo and were the ambassadors for uh, for Skidoo. So they did a lot of the uh, snowmobile shows. Um, a lot of people probably, you know, got a chance to get an autograph from. At least Al Jr. He was really making the circuits uh, back in those days in the mid '80s, and then uh, also attending some of the big races, of course Eagle River, and then when they were doing televised uh, uh, racing of the twin tracks with Paul Page, uh, who was the voice of the Indy 500. Uh, Bobby Unser was doing a lot of the commentating then, because Bobby was really good, had a really good gift of the gab, and mm-hmm. uh, you know could talk. Uh, talk the ear off anybody so that was a great period of time also for the answers and then uh after that uh was over uh you know they just continued snowmobiling and uh they live out in the mountains and uh 
and continued to ride uh, for quite a few years. Um, you know, they're, everybody's getting up in age, so, but you'll find out, you'll hear in the story that Al Sr. still does have a, a I think he told us he had an 8,000 mountain cat, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. at 80, 81, I think he's 80, 81 years of age and still riding an 800cc uh, mountain sled once in a while, so that's pretty cool, so... Uh, yeah. yeah, we get the we get the full story in the, in this interview, and it's uh, it's uh, like you said, it was a thrill to be able to talk to uh, father and son. We we were able to put it together and uh, and get their perspectives on uh, the sport of snowmobiling and and how much they enjoyed it. Yeah, um, well, uh, we did we did try to um, get uh, all three of them on, even Bobby Bobby too, and um, uh, at the time we did this interview a week and a half ago. And um, you know, since then, uh, we, we realized that Bobby was quite sick. And um, we just lost uh, Bobby uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, it was very unfortunate. And so our condolences out to the uh, Unser family. And, um, yeah, we lost uh, an IndyCar legend uh, yesterday. And, uh, um, you know, just uh, sorry, to, sorry to hear that for the Unser family. But uh, we, we, we talked quite about, a bit about uh, Bobby um, Al Sr. and Al Jr. in this interview. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, best wishes to uh, the the Unser family, and uh, and uh, you know, so we have a we have a great great interview. Uh, um, also, um, Hal um, CKX Gear was very uh, very nice to to, uh, to give us a, uh, a brand new uh, Titan helmet to give away to one of the listeners of this uh, of this show. So, what we're going to do? What we're going to do is we're going to ask. Um, uh, the listeners to um, to share this post in on on Facebook and uh, on the reply uh, um, we we would like you we would like you to share it and on the reply uh, on your comment just uh, give the answer um, to the question that Al Unser Jr. is going to give us in this uh, in this show and um, out of uh, out of all those listeners we're going to pick somebody to. Uh, to uh, get this uh, free uh, CKX Titan helmet, and uh, it's an incredible helmet. So uh, very cool of uh, CKX to do that, and uh, and uh, Al Unser to uh, come up with a pretty pretty good question. I I think didn't you didn't you think it was a pretty good question? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, uh, you you definitely know from the question that uh, you know Al in, at that time period was really involved in uh, snowmobile racing and was a big fan. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're uh, if you're uh, uh, you know a racing uh, aficionado uh, from uh, back in the mid '80s, uh, the question should be a no-brainer for you. But um, if not, then do some digging on uh, on the internet to try and find the answer. The uh, CKX Titan helmet, by the way, I was. Uh, you had one. Uh, you had one. You had I had one, one this year. Yeah, yeah, I was fortunate yeah. enough to 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 ride with one, and uh, I got to tell you, just the peripheral vision is the biggest thing I I noticed with it. It's uh, um, fantastic vision uh, all around when you're riding, and that was my biggest takeaway from the helmet. Plus, it's uh, super warm and uh, doesn't fog. I mean, it's they've got yeah. the fogging thing completely eliminated, and uh, and extremely light. And then plus the fact that you can lift it up, and it's like an open face helmet when you're stop and want to, you know, uh, chat with somebody at a at a pit stop without taking your helmet off. It's uh, it's like two helmets in one, and uh, it's uh yeah it's a really nice helmet so whoever wins that helmet is going to be uh is really, gonna be really happy Pop, popular yeah. helmet yeah yeah so and, uh, and and you wear a lot of helmets different companies uh 
through uh, snow tech. So, uh, yeah, you, uh, you're kind of an expert at uh, these helmets. So, anyway, so um, here we go. Uh, here is uh, um, Alan Sir Jr., Alan Sir Sr., and Hal Armstrong with this uh, fantastic interview. All right, here we go. Thanks. plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a, just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. Calling Junior. Yeah. Hello? Hello, Al Junior. How you doing? This is Gorda Van Calling from the Snowman Podcast and Hal Armstrong. Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Uh, we just tried calling uh, your dad there, and he's driving. Um, oh. So his, uh, his line, his line, his, his line, his line cut out. His line cut out. So we're gonna we're gonna try getting him on the line here again. Okay. Okay. Just hang well, on here, and that's uh, sad that he's driving. Maybe after his wife, his wife is driving. His wife is driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll yeah. probably will so. probably lose him again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, but uh, okay. Well, uh, we're getting we're calling him up right now. Okay. And, and uh, yeah, you guys sure did dig up some old old stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's hell. That's hell for you. Hell, hell does all the digging. He's uh, he's good. That's his specialty. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Snowing Podcast. Is your host Gordon Van, and my co-host today is uh, Hal Armstrong. And uh, today, today, Hal, uh, you're gonna have to pinch me because I uh, we have uh, we have uh, IndyCar uh, royalty on on the line with us uh, today. Um, Al Unser Jr. and we are going to be hooking up with Al Unser Senior. Um, so Hal, what or uh, Al Al Jr. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, well, thanks for having us. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, all, all those times, uh, Hal, that I've sat on those hot aluminum benches at the Toronto Indy watching this guy, um, to, to think that we were going to be talking to him uh, on our show about snowmobiles uh, is uh, is pretty crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we. The Molson. Uh, yeah, so the only in car racing that I've been to is yeah, the, was the Molson Indy in Toronto, and Al, I guess you competed there probably for quite a few years. Yeah, we did. We uh, um, competed in in Toronto most of the of the races there, and uh, with uh, with Cart and Champ Car, and uh, and I actually won a few of them. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't think I was at the one that you won. Um, I just I was fortunate. Uh, I was at the one that Paul Tracy won uh, on that one uh, one one time with uh, with Team Penske, and that was a pretty exciting day. But uh, um, so uh, let, let's bring up, let's bring up the, uh, the okay. So, uh, uh, junior, um, 
you, uh, you well, well, while I got you, I got to, I got to tell you, I was pretty disappointed that you beat our Canadian boy, uh, Scott Goodyear at the, at the, the, uh, the, the Indy 500, uh, you, you crushed a lot of Canadians, uh, that, 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 that particular day. Well, I tell you what, um, Scott, Scott's actually, you know, with, with us being the, the closest finish in the, in the Indy 500 history, and it's still the closest finish. It has actually yeah. been, it has connected Scott and I in, in everyday life. I mean, we're, we go a lot of places together and, and, uh, He's become a very, very good friend, and and honestly, he he was one hell of a race car driver. So yeah, 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 yeah. And you and you and you are good friends with him still today, right? Absolutely, absolutely. As a matter of yeah. fact, what he does, he's like um, the chief steward in 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 SCCA Formula Four and FR. He's the he's the head guy, and as as God has seen it. Um, I coach kids, driver kids, uh, with, with a race team that races in that series. And so for the last two years, we've even gotten even more closer. Nice. Yeah. Great. So, so t- tell us before we get into the snowmobile stuff here, um, what, what are you, what are, what are you, what are you up to now? What, uh, what, uh, what kind of a business are you, are you into now? Are you, you're into, you're still into the racing business? Yeah, absolutely. I, I teach kids. I, I, we've got, uh, I'm with a, a, a race team that uh, runs Formula 4 cars and FR cars. Um, Future Star Racing is the name of the team. And Chloe Chambers is our, is our uh, Formula 4 driver. She's, she's uh, 16 years old and, and a heck of a little, little driver herself. And then uh, Ernie Francis Jr. is driving our FR car. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you could call me driver coach slash consultant. I, you know, I, I do a lot with, with the team. Uh, the team owner is Mark McAllister. And so, yeah, we totally enjoy what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, any, any plans for you to do any more racing? No, I am not no. <laughs> uh, behind the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good, good, cool. How about, uh, I mean, we, we got you on the line here. I mean, my listeners are going to be pissed off if I don't, if, if, uh, if we don't ask you all these uh, car racing questions because uh, we got so many of my listeners that are our racing fans. But uh, any other answers coming up that we, uh, that we should be uh, ready for? Actually, uh, no, not, not with my children. My children have, have, have gone on to do other things. Um, I do have a cousin, Johnny. Um, his, his daughter, Lonnie is, uh, is running some, uh, Mazdas, some, some Miata Mazdas and, uh, and and hoping to keep, you know, hoping to, uh, to have a career at that. So, yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Hal, let's get now to business here. Uh, uh, I'm sure we're going to talk more IndyCar as we go along here. We can't let Al Jr. go without, uh. Talking to the car race because uh, we're, we're yep. uh, I, I, I I'm a huge I'm a huge car fan so uh, um, um so so uh, hell, hell go go along with our with our first question here uh, um with uh, with Al Jr. about his uh, snowmobile uh, uh, career. Hey, uh, thanks, uh, Gord. Um, so yeah, Al, uh, Al talked a little bit uh, a week ago um, about the history of the. Uh, 
of the answers in snowmobiling. It, for a lot of people, it, it probably um, they would have no idea um, how connected the the the, the family was. Uh, Al Al Jr.'s dad and his uncle uh, Bobby. So maybe uh, Al, if you can just maybe before we get into your days with Skidoo, just tell us about growing up as a kid uh, with your uh, with your dad and uncle and how snowmobiling all came about with with you guys. I guess the, the how it all came about was you know. Dad and Uncle Bobby, what they did for a living and what I did for a living was primarily during the summer. And so uh, during the winter, um, you know, we were, you're in between seasons. And so it was actually the late 60s, early 70s that, uh, that they started uh, up with the snowmobiles and, and so on. So, you know, I was like uh, eight eight or nine years old at that time. And so, um, you know, we would spend the Christmas break uh, from school. We would go to Northern New Mexico and, uh, and, and have Christmas up there and, and snowmobile every day of the, of the Christmas break. And so um, dad and uncle Bobby really got into it as far as uh, developing the snowmobiles and that, that, you know, with that uncle Bobby did, actually more than than dad you know dad dad primarily we just we, we rode snowmobiles recreationally and then and uncle bobby took it to a whole new level with uh with chaparral back in the day and and you know put uh put really the first independent front suspension on a snowmobile was 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 uncle bobby's doing and uh with with chaparral so uh, they got into it real serious. Uncle Bobby did, as far as the racing was concerned with, and um, and I we just grew up with it. Every winter, uh, we would go up to northern New Mexico and and, and snowmobile, and so it was just um, it was a way of life for us. Yeah, the uh, you know I, I'm I'm looking back in uh, in old. Uh, old snowmobile magazines and and they go back to the snow jet days do you uh do you remember or do you know did your dad ever tell you uh, like how, how they ended up hooking up with with snow jet they were a canadian company actually uh up in quebec so i'm kind of interested how that all played out yeah no i was i was too young <laughs> you know but i i do remember the snow jets uh uh, being up in Chama and so on, and and uh, but really the the my first snowmobile um, that that I had was a was a Polaris 340 Colt, and okay. uh, and so that was kind of there my, you go, Hal. <laughs> my first first snowmobile that, uh, that 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 I rode around around the the ranch there and and uh, in Chama, and so um, yeah. So as a as a family, um, I, I guess you guys must have been into dirt bikes and all and you know other sports equipment uh, in the summertime or in the fall when you weren't uh, uh, you know heading to the racetrack. Uh, is is that kind of how the snowmobile thing came? You know what what the attraction was or? Uh, well, yes. I mean we we had motorcycles and stuff. I had a mini bike when I was when I was young. And so, um, yeah, we would do that in the, in the summer. Um, 
but it was primarily, you know, the 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 winter. Um, it was all about the snowmobiling and and uh, and going up to to northern New Mexico, and that's that's pretty much how all that started. Okay, so step us then uh, your days with uh, with Skidoo. I think it was both, maybe all three of you were hooked up with Skidoo. But, uh, um, I remember up in, in our neck of the woods, up in Toronto, you come to the uh, Toronto Snowmobile Show in the fall, and you know, signing autographs mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah. And uh, you know, we got pictures up on the on the mock on Skidoo and the Mock Z. How did how did your relationship <laughs> do transpire through ski cars and snowmobiling? Yeah, the the whole thing with with the ski is my it was my uncle Bobby who who really put it together um, with uh, with Bombardier and um, our bomb Bombardier however, <laughs> however you want to say it. And so uh, uh, yeah, it was Uncle Bobby who really who really did all that and and uh, and he just. He brought in, you know, it was it started out between just just him and dad, and then I was kind of like a last minute add on to it, and uh, and so then we, uh, you know, we we worked for them for a few years with with all three answers, and then um, Skidoo wanted to, to to primarily concentrate on me uh, because I was running the, the full season. Um, dad had, had, at that time, he was just running the 500. Uncle Bobby had retired from racing. He was, he was up in the, the, the broadcasting booth. And, uh, and so I was the only one on the track. And so, um, Skidoo wanted to, to pretty much concentrate on me. And so really that's how all that came about. So was uh, was uh, Bombardier? Were they uh, at all sponsoring any of your IndyCar program in the summertime, or no? No, no. It was just primarily just um, um, it just it was just a snowmobile thing. It you know we uh, we did we didn't uh, um, they, they didn't pay us in money. They paid us in snowmobiles. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that, right. that's that's how all that was. Yeah. Okay. So we've got a great, uh, there's a great clip. I think the, uh, the winter after you had won the, uh, the Indy 500, you went up to, uh, up to Bozager, Manitoba outside of Winnipeg. And you did, mm-hmm. uh, there you probably remember with, uh, Jacques Villeneuve and all the top, uh, uh, snow pro racers on the twin track skidoo. Do you, do you remember that week? Yes. I remember it very much. Yes. <laughs> so step us through. Yeah, that. I was, I was, uh, I, I was out on the track. They, they said, "How you want to take a spin?" And I go, "You know, uh, sure, okay, I'll take a spin." And so <laughs> we got out on the track, and and they were saying, you know, be careful because because when you're sitting on the left side, it'll want to hook and go to the right. So I had to be careful. And, and try to sit in the middle of the of the snowmobile and and I went around a couple laps slow and I thought I was getting used to it and I started getting a little bit quicker and a little bit quicker and all of a sudden I'm going down the straightaway and it just hooked to the right. I mean it just went <laughs> just bam to the right. It threw me off. The the snowmobile went upside down. I broke the the, the hood on it. I was so embarrassed. I mean, um, 
And, and you know, that ice is hard. That ice is really, really <laughs> hard. And so, um, yeah, it was something I, I, I will never forget, you know, nor will I ever get on a twin tractor again, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Those are, that's, that's for the professionals, so. Yeah, that was uh, that that was a lot a lot of fun. I I just happened to catch that the other day, and I was like, oh man, that was fun. But you were telling all the guys there on that particular clip that you know you know when I crash, I hit walls, and you hit hay bales like they're nice and soft and cushy. But that wasn't the case. <laughs> no, that ice was really hard. <laughs> well, you can ask Jacques Villeneuve. Those ice, those uh, those hay bales can get uh, awfully icy and. Uh, and hard hard too so uh I'm sure they, can. they they could be yeah so go on hell yeah so uh al when you were when you were traveling with uh what you do um were you going to the dealer shows like in the in the spring or or were you or was the straight consumer shows uh doing pr no it was it it was primarily we would go up to uh we went to eagle river uh for the for the races that that was one thing we hit consistently <clears throat> and then we would go on uh on some 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 snowmobile rides up in canada where uh where the bombardier factory is where the headquarters is and mm-hmm. and i remember going on some some rides with with executives and and guests you know and uh mm-hmm. And I just remembered the, the, the groom trails, and we were going from pub to pub to pub, <laughs> you know, and and having some of the cider at, at each one of the pubs, and so uh, to 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 stay warm. But uh, and that was primarily it, you know. We we it was it was all during the winter. Yeah. Okay. So after the after the uh, the skidoo. Uh, uh, relationship ended um were you were you still involved with snowmobiling going up uh, doing any mountain riding did you get a chance to do any of that sort of thing oh yeah we we uh yeah we we actually put a deal together after the after the the ski do deal i put a deal together with polaris and so okay. it was like we went back to polaris you know and 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 so um yeah, we 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 did that for for a few years, and and then uh, you know I think it was in right about '07 is when uh, when I kind of life changes, and uh, and that's pretty much when I when I got rid of the snowmobiles and that sort of thing. So so I don't really have any more snowmobiles anymore, and and Dad reached an age now that uh, that, that that he doesn't ride. Uh, anymore up in up in New Mexico, so it, it kind of faded away with us. So one of the uh, the big things that uh, hopefully we get a chance to talk to your dad about, if he remembers, is when uh, Polaris came out in the early eighties with the uh, what they called the uh, Indy, which they still use today, and they came right. out with the sled the the, the Indy five hundred, which was a performance three cylinder uh, liquid cooled snowmobile and of course, they had, uh, you know, they called it Unser, was the, uh, all their brochures, and they had a picture of your dad and, and Uncle Bobby uh, with them. Um, I always wondered if there was any connection there you know, with Polaris 
uh, with the work that your uncle had done with the Independent and, and the Polaris Consumer, and even getting to use the Indy name, you know? Yeah, see, I I don't know about all that kind of stuff. Again, that was, you know, I was I was too young at, at, with that. And, and then, you know, I, I saw in, in, in the email that you sent me that, that, that one promotional shot, um, unbeaten, untied, unsurmountable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at that, and I, I didn't know Uncle Bobby was ever with Polaris. You know, yeah. I didn't think. I thought I thought he was just chaparrales and, and, and so on. And, and as a kid, you know, um, Dad and Uncle Bobby are so competitive, and Uncle Bobby would, would – would be working on his snowmobile to outrun my dad's snowmobile, and the dad would work on his to outrun Uncle Bobby. And it was just uh, th- those were really, really fun days that uh, uh, when we were up in Chama there. All the time through. Were they were they just trying to uh, were they just do, doing speed runs at Al or uh, or is that what they were trying to beat each other at or uh, they would uh, they what, would what, drag what, race yeah. each other. Yeah, it, it's just a full blown drag yeah. race, you know, and then. And then actually when I got old enough and, and, and went and started my family, you know, uh, one of the first snowmobiles I had was, was a Polaris independent front suspension. I put nitrous to it and, and went to race my dad. <laughs> he, he had a turbocharger on his, uh, one of the very first turbochargers that, 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 that were on a snowmobile. And, uh, and he beat me though. That was something we we had we had a little bit of money up for it and all that kind of stuff. And and it just we, we just had a great time. And it, it was just drag racing each other. Just just drag racing. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Any uh when 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 you guys doing that kind of stuff in the in the uh, time on snowmobiles and that, were you was your was your team sponsor team owner kind of worried that you might get hurt or something throughout the, the IndyCar season? No, no, not at all. You know, we, we, we didn't live in glass houses and that, that sort of thing. And so, um, you know, and, and we were smart about it. You know, there was, there was a couple of times that, uh, well, one for sure that uncle Bobby went up and got lost up in the mountains and, and, and ended up spending like three days up there. And, and so, uh, but gen- in general, we, we, we were smart about, you know, never, never going snowmobiling by yourself. You know, you, you always, you know, we always had, you know, five, six, seven, eight of us going and, and sliding up in the mountains. Okay. Any, 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 uh, uh, another question somebody asked me to ask you was, you know, when you're snowmobiling, any kind of similarity between, you know, riding these uh, jacked up uh, hot, hot rods, uh, sled guys had and uh you know the race car today no no i mean it's they're just totally different you know we we would uh yeah that you know riding a snowmobile is like riding a motorcycle and and so um except it's it's on the snow and so um with the race car you're, you're you've got four wheels around you and you're in a steering wheel and all that so it's it's completely different okay other than treating them both with uh, with respect. Yeah, yeah uh, Junior. Go ahead. 
Yeah, Junior. So we were talking to uh, one of the uh, um, racing directors at uh, at Skidoo BRP, and um, he was saying that um, that uh, your your IndyCar team, Gals Gals Racing, Gals Racing, um, they actually did some uh, uh, air air uh, air wind tunnel testing on the Twin Tracker. Do you know anything about that? Um, no, I don't. Um. Yeah, Rick Gallup, Gallup yeah. Racing did have a, a, a wind tunnel, um, and uh, and so they ran a lot of different things in there. And so this is the first time I, I've heard that they that they put a, a twin tracker in there. So yeah, yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently that's, that's just great. I got the word. We're trying to, yeah, we're trying to uh, trying to get get confirmation of all that with uh, with the the the, uh, the race director of that current uh, time, and uh, we couldn't get a hold of them, but. Uh, yeah, they, uh, he was saying that uh, uh, they were doing some wind tunnel work uh, at the at the uh, Gallus uh, uh, wind wind tunnel. That'd be that'd be pretty uh, pretty interesting. Uh, you know, considering that you know th- th- those twin trackers were racing against just other twin trackers, that they were that that uh, uh, critical about uh, about uh, you know uh, aerodynamics of uh, of it. Uh, you know, and they're and they're essentially racing against themselves. <laughs> sure, sure. So yeah, yeah. So, okay, go ahead, Hal. Uh, Hal, you said you had made a couple of uh, trips to Eagle River for the for the World Championship. Uh, any any note from that type of racing uh, um, that you remember back in the day? No, we. You know, I never raced it at Eagle River. You know, we just we we went up there. We were guests of of Bombardier, and and uh, and we would. Um, do some snowmobile rides with some executives during the race weekend. Um, you know, I, I, we, I personally didn't do any racing up there. Yeah. Yeah. But you were, were, uh, were you friends with, uh, yeah. were you, were you friends with anybody, uh, uh, any of the racers? I mean, Jacques Villeneuve, you probably, uh, um, we're, we're fairly friend, pretty good friends with, but any other racers? Um, snowmobile racers? No, not really. I mean, Jacques was the, was the one that, that that I was the closest with, and then the Deckers, the Deckers up there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 We we would, you know, we were friends with them going going on the on the ride together. So uh, yeah, and that's about it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'll go ahead and interrupt. Okay. So uh, yeah, one of the Deckers, uh, I'll, I don't know if you know, they're one of their daughters. Uh, is uh, racing cars. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. Uh, no, I'm not. Is is she? Yeah. What what so, kind of cars? Uh, let me uh, she's doing trucks. Uh, she's racing. Uh, I think she's racing the trucks right now. Uh, she, she's been back. She's been back and forth. She's been doing uh, Infinity, Infinity, and truck racing. Um, oh, that's great. She got, she, I mean, she, she. Yeah, yeah. She's been doing it for a couple of years. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're they're a great family, the Deckers. Great family. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, so today, your uh, the family's not snowmobiling. The race is still uh, going in the Unser Museum. Maybe maybe tell us a little bit about the Unser Museum for those that haven't visited. Al. Sure, sure. It's uh, the sad thing is it's closed. <laughs> You know, COVID really, really wiped everything out in New Mexico as far as your museums and stuff. But, but it, uh, it, it's really my dad's 
uh, pride and joy. It's his baby. He, he, he's the one who put it all together, him and his wife, Susan. And, and so uh, there's, there's quite a few replica Indy cars in there and, and, and Champ Dirt cars. And uh, we have an IROC car in there that, that, that I was able to get, the one that I drove. And so um, we actually have a couple of our old snowmobiles that we didn't sell. And, uh, and sometimes they, we, we, we change out the displays, um, every now and then. And, and so we have had some snowmobiles in there. It's, it's, it's really, a, a, it really, it tells the story of how the youngsters got to Indianapolis and, and it was primarily through Pike Peak. And so dad has some, some Pike Peak cars in there and, and it just tells the story on, on, on how we, we were able to, um, as a family, get, get to Indianapolis and be successful there. Excellent. Did you ever do the Pikes Peak uh, run that you felt? Sure, sure. Yep, yep, I did it. I, uh, 1983, I went up and, and set up an overall record up there, and, and then I followed Mario Andretti's advice on that's one of those places that you go, you win, and you never go back. And so um, <laughs> that's what I did because, because honestly, you know, when I ran up there, it was, it was all dirt, no guardrails of any kind. And so there's, there's certain areas that, that on the, on the mountain that you can be doing everything right. And if you have a mechanical go, go wrong with the car, it could hurt you pretty bad, you know? And, and so that's one of those places that, uh, uh, that I definitely followed Mario's advice on. Nice. Okay. The uh, you also had a uh, had a, 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 a some testing, I guess, with uh, Williams uh, in the F1, kind of around the same time period. I guess when Michael Reddy was was going over. Also, how how did that pan out for mm-hmm. you? Um. Well, it didn't. <laughs> um. But I did get to test for five days in. Uh, in Portugal with with the Williams team and 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 it was a true blessing. I I truly enjoyed you know the the run, um, but they were and 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 we ran really good. And and after the test, I went to Frank and I go, okay, can I can I can I work for you? Can I drive for you? And he goes, Al, yeah. we were just interested in you. You know, we're, we'll we'll let you know. <laughs> And so that's that's as far as it went. But um, but it, it was it was really fun to get in the F1 car and and uh, and have a go at it. Okay, great. So what's your what are you thinking on the IndyCar circuit uh, today? What's your uh, what's your opinion? Um. Well, um, you know. COVID's, COVID hit them pretty hard, I think, uh, you know, with, with Roger Pinsky at the helm. Um, it, uh, he's going to take IndyCar racing into the future and, and, uh, and just make it better and better. You know, we, when, when we had the, the IndyCar split there in the, in the mid-90s, you know, it, it really hurt our sport quite a lot. Uh, but, you know, with... Uh, with things going on now, the, the, the cars are, are really pretty good. They're, they're, they're trying to make them more and more um, um, modern 
and uh, and so on. So, you know, I I honestly think IndyCar has a, has a really bright future, and um, so you know, as soon as we can get back to fans going to the races and stuff like that, like it was just announced today that uh, that the Indy 500 they're going to allow them 135,000 fans um, at this year's 500. So that was announced today and and. And all that's really good, you know. I mean, you know, last year COVID just just hit everybody, every industry, really hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, Gord. That's not that's not that's not very many fans at, at for the Indy 500 though. They used to simply around 500,000, so that's uh, you know, you know, not not, not even a quarter yeah, of, it's, of it's the fans, but still, anything. Yeah, it's approximately 40 percent of of what uh, what is normal. Andy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, since since Hal since Hal uh, uh, turned us back onto the IndyCar uh, stuff again, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll keep going. Um, so yeah, I was I was gonna, I was also going to ask about the, uh, the 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 split. You know, back back in the in, in the nineties, then when uh, when IndyCar was really it was it was one of the most popular forms of uh, for watching, uh, and, and you had the different uh, chassis makers and, and and stuff like that, all all being competitive. I, I thought that IndyCar racing. Uh, was at its peak, um, and you know, I, I was I was devastated when uh, they had the split. You know, I uh, you know I, I threatened to never watch it again and and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, um, so and uh, and I mean it, it, it came around a bit, and then uh, it, it seems to have. Um, I mean, but all racing has kind of uh, dwindled quite a bit recently. Um, what what do you think? What do you think we can do um, for motorsports? Um, to uh, to elevate the, the sports again, even even NASCAR, NASCAR has also uh, seen a, a, a decline in, in viewership. What do you what do you think we could do to be uh, um, bring racing back? <laughs> you know, that, that's, big, that's big, a big big answer, right? That's the trickiest question of of all. You know, uh, uh, I I honestly think with with uh, with the leaders that that you have in IndyCar today, with Roger Penske and his 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 savviness, his love for the sport, um, he's going to to take it uh, and make it better and better and better and, and, and with a lot of different things, you know, with, with sponsorships, with TV packages, with, with, with all kinds of different stuff. And that's what it's going to take. And, and, uh, and Roger knows how to, how to, how to do all that. And, and so it'll take a while, you know, um, I think all of, you know, NASCAR and, and IndyCar, you know, they, 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 they have seen their peaks, you know, kind of, and, and so, um, you know, they're, they're going to get back to, you know, um, their, their popularity that they used to have both, both series. Yeah. It seems that the, uh, the, the cars were, uh, were, were really exotic back then. Like we had the different chassis makers, um, and, and even NASCAR, they had, uh, more manufacturer involvement with the and more production looking cars um mm-hmm. kind of thing so mm-hmm. every everybody I, I thought everybody really uh uh related to that kind of stuff more and uh, it'd be nice to get back to that again as uh you know the manufacturers now currently are trying to uh to, to pretend that those cars are production looking but they're they're all they're all just yeah no they're spec they're cars all the really shape and all that kind of stuff and so um but it, it went that direction in NASCAR and IndyCar because of the cost 
that it was just spiraling out of control on on uh, on what these uh, how much money they were actually spending to to have your 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 one-off race cars and and so um, you know how it all came about was was just strictly uh, just financial and and uh, and and making them all equal. Yeah, sponsorship was also uh, like t- top top shelf back back then too. You know, to help pay for those finances uh, uh, for for all racing forms, and that's kind of dwindled now in all race series. As the sponsorship has really dried up, uh, we're we're not seeing the big big companies as much anymore. Right, but, um, right. Um, yeah. As far as the your the the museum, Mel, uh, I've, I've, um, what what snowmobiles have you got in there? Uh, we've got um, Dad's got a, a, a an old Articat in there. Um, I've got an older Polaris in there. When when Dad and I got really kind of crazy with uh, with our drag racing, okay, and so I ended up building this this, this uh, Polaris that 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 uh, was a three cylinder. Um, I think it was twelve hundred cc's. It, it put out a little over three hundred horsepower, and and so. Uh, dad had the same with a, a, a thousand cc Articat. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it, we've, we've got those in there and, and, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Hey, uh, hell that, that, that chaparral, that, uh, that, uh, uh, senior, uh, put together there with the big wing on it. Um, whatever happened to that? Any uh, idea? I was talking with, uh, when I was talking to Al, uh, Last week, uh, I, I said I'd interviewed his uncle uh, probably about 10 years ago, and he, he gave me the lowdown on his involvement with Chaparral. And, and if I remember correctly, he uh, oh, Chaparral was owned by Armco, which uh, was a big steel company in the, in the state and uh, had a lot of money, and everybody was jumping on the uh, snowmobile bandwagon. And uh, so... How he hooked up exactly with uh, with Chaparral, I don't know, but uh, they ended up giving him. He was telling me like a, a million dollar budget back in the early seventies, seventy one, to build a race sled that would win Eagle River because everyone wanted to win the World Championship. You could win that race, like winning the Indy Five Hundred, and you're gazillion snowmobiles next year. So he came with that independent front suspension. Know everybody enjoys today on their sleds, and uh, brought brought a bunch of Eagle River. They even hired the top Articat racer at the time, a guy by the name of Roger Jansen. I don't know if Al knows that name, but they brought him. Yeah, no. Yeah, and uh, they they put that airfoil on one of the sleds. There's pictures floating around the internet with that. Uh, I guess Bobby told Roger, you know, just hold her wide open. The faster you go, the the more downforce that thing will create, and that you you'll go right around the corners, right? And that was like, what are you talking about? Nobody knew the word downforce or anything unless you were involved in high level of car racing. So uh, I guess they ended up breaking a lap record with the thing, and they took it around, and then everybody was like, scared to death that this machine was going to decapitate everybody going around the track. So <laughs> they ended up getting uh-huh. banned. And uh, I guess Bobby wasn't too happy about that, but uh, cooler, cooler heads prevailed, and uh, 
they did qualify for the for the world championship so he he did get a chaparral on the uh line which is you know what he told them they would do and unfortunately you know the tracks back in those days are kind of like a cross track today and you know the, the the machine had mechanical and didn't finish you know if they would have stuck with it longer chaparral uh, you know who's to know what would have happened they might still be in business today yeah yeah it was cool i am looking out here for polaris it's the late 90s you hooked up with polaris again i actually forgot about that when they introduced their big motorcycle in 97 you were a part of that big intro at the american minneapolis do you remember that those days yep 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 it was fun it was fun with uh with Polaris and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Great. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, so, go ahead, Gordon. So, Hal, should we try, uh, should, yeah, should we try getting uh, Senior on the line again? Yeah, we can try, yeah. yeah ho- hopefully his answering machine won't uh, won't pop on and we'll, uh, we'll try getting Senior on here again. Okay, dialing him up. Hey, Junior, we're going to get you to uh, c- come up with a question uh, for our listeners. Um, we are our, our sponsor is giving away a snowmobile helmet, and we want you to uh, to uh, come up with a question. And the winner and the, and the person that comes up with the answer for that question is going to win themselves a brand new uh, CKX uh, uh, Titan helmet for for snowmobiles. So if you could uh, just think of a, a question that uh, we can that you can ask in in a few minutes and uh, um, we'll, uh, we'll get that and, uh, and then we'll, uh, have that, 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 and hopefully, uh, one of our listeners will, uh, get it and, uh, and come up, come up with a brand new helmet. So great. Great. So, so, okay. Have we got senior on the line? Yes, it is. Oh, excellent. 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 Sorry to keep you waiting there. Uh, the senior, uh, um, did you, you're, you're, you're in a good spot there. It sounds like you, I, I hear you good. Good. I can hear you good. Yep. Excellent. Okay, Hal. Now, now you got the now you got the big guy on the line there. So uh, now you can ask uh, all those questions about the chaparral. All right. So, uh, Al, we're we're talking with uh, Jim. Questions, but he 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 didn't know all the because he was too little at the time. But I guess the first question is 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 how did you and Bobby uh, get involved in snowmobiling and hook up with uh, Snowjet to begin with? Well, we got involved in snowmobile. About 1969 at Chama, New Mexico, I got Bobby to finally start coming up and and to ride when we all started riding them. And so, uh, when you guys started started snowmobiling, you ended hooking up with uh, with Snowjet and then Polaris. How, how did those relationships uh, evolve? I think that, that in between there, there was, you know, it was uh, uh, Skidoo Bombardier with him first. And then we went to, I think, Snowjet. And then we went to uh, uh, Polaris. So when you were with Polaris, I've got a real a uh, picture of you at Eagle River uh kind of kind of riding the the pace sled 
for the start of one of the big races there. Do you, do you remember that time? Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah it's been a long time ago. <laughs> long time ago, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, when, the, when, when Polaris came out with the Indies, uh, that was the independent front-end uh, sleds in the early 80s, uh, I sent you some pictures there that you guys did some promotion for Polaris. Do you do you remember? Did you have much involvement as far as the design or or getting the indie name on that sled for Polaris at the time? No, nothing. We uh, Polaris came along and just used us as promotional bases towards trying to sell the machines. We okay. didn't. Uh, we didn't have anything to do with the design of the uh, sleds whatsoever. Okay. Okay, Gord. Yeah, I was just gonna. Yeah, uh, Hal, you could ask ask him about that that chaparral. Uh, um, what what he remembers uh, the development of that chaparral with the wing, and uh, and stuff that uh, that uh, they developed uh, on the on the chaparral sled. Can you tell us about that? Well, the chaparral was totally Bobby's deal. Uh, it had its, you know, ups and downs, just like I think all snowmobiles back in those days. You know, you had good ones and bad ones sometimes. And, and I don't think the, the uh, chaparral was that good of a machine. Now, Bobby, you know, helped design through paperwork and through going back there and, and uh, talking with them, the suspension. But other than that, I don't think we, I didn't have anything to do with, with the chaparral. In fact, I used to tow them in. <laughs> <laughs> great, great answer. Well, yeah, yeah. Did, uh, did I mean? Yeah, did you? Did, did either either of you, uh, Al Junior or Senior, did you ever consider, you know, trying a race at Eagle River? I mean, uh, um, the, the the snowmobile community and the and the car racing community were actually very big um, back then, and, uh, and they, they kind of interacted with each other. And uh, uh, Senior, did you ever consider trying to race a snowmobile? Well, I think Al took a sled out, a racing sled, at Eagle River one time, but I never did. I, uh, uh, it was all I could do was I mean, just stay on one of them, because those things, they did run. Yeah, I know. I got, uh, I have, I have a photo of you, Senior, at, uh, at Eagle River. Uh, uh, you had a skidoo jacket on, and you were signing autographs for fans, and, uh, we will put, well, I'll put, I'll post that, uh, on our uh, on our intro for this for this show, uh, it's a, a nice photo of you, and you have a whole bunch of fans around you, and you're signing autographs at Eagle River. It was uh, a nice uh, a nice uh, uh, you know uh, you know show for uh, for Eagle River to have uh, to have you there. Um, how many how many times did you get a chance to uh, to get out to Eagle River? Because it, I mean, you're you're into you're you're into uh, the January. I mean, I'm sure um, car racing was just starting to you know, maybe testing and stuff like that. Uh, um, did, did snowmobiling and the time of year uh, really kind of uh, get, in the, get in the way of, of, of your uh, of your car racing at all much? Or? 
No, not really. The, the slabs in those days, you know, they were fun deals. They, they, we didn't really race them or, or do them as a, as a money sport, you know. Uh, we just went there and, and uh, had a great time with Ski-Doo and with Polaris. And uh, I don't remember if Bobby rode a chaparral back there at Eagle River or not. But uh, it was just a fun deal. We enjoyed it. We had a wonderful time with, with each one of the factories that we were with. They treated us very well, and, and uh, you know, they did a great job of promoting us. Yeah. Um, did did did, uh, did the Andretti families at all? Did did you, did you have any kind of competition between the uh, Andretti families too? Because they were also uh, involved in snowmobiling too. Did, uh, did you ever get a chance to hook up with them and go snowmobiling at all? Or um, well, I guess we you were, went you were... to California up there at Parnelli Jones's place at one time with Bobby and I were with uh, Snowjet and. Uh, Mario was with Artie Cat. No, he was with, with Snowjet, too. All three of us were with. Barnelli was with uh, Artie Cat. Uh-huh. Well, how about those big names, eh, Hal? I mean, what, why, did, why did Snowjet not continue with uh, all, these, uh, all, these, all these guys that uh, developing that sled, eh? Can you imagine? Yeah, when yeah. you... Uh... So, I, I mean, the Unsers and Mar- and uh, Andretti; those names were, you know, if if you guys put your name on a on a brand, whatever it was, that was going to sell. Uh, that was going to sell snowmobiles. That's for sure. <laughs> yes, we yeah. had a great yeah. we had a great time. I'll tell you whether again whether it's with whatever the manufacturer was, they treated us well, and we we uh, did everything they asked us to do. I think. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, senior, what, what, senior, what are, uh, what are you doing these days? Well, I have a place up in Chama, New Mexico. We have a museum in Albuquerque, which, which a car museum. And in fact, we at one time had, uh, uh, three, four snowmobiles in there displaying them in our museum. And it's a, it's a racing museum with our race cars and as many items as we have been able to come about. Uh, so we, we had a, you know, a good time putting those together. And, and, and yeah. I look at them today and kind of laugh because the technology today is so different than back in the seventies and eighties. <laughs> yeah, uh, June Junior, is there any kind of uh, uh, website for the Unser Museum that uh, uh, maybe have to do a, a virtual tour? Um, I don't think that, that that they have a virtual tour, but they, yeah, the website is uh, unserracingmuseum.com. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any any plans? I mean, if if this COVID thing goes on much longer, I mean, it'd be uh It'd be a, it'd be nice to to have a like a virtual 
a virtual uh, a, a tour kind of thing just to keep everybody uh, interested and, and, and get them uh, get them excited to uh, to come and see it in uh, in real life uh, when uh, when things do uh, open up more. Yeah, nice. hopefully hopefully that's right around the corner as far as you know opening up uh, the country again. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, senior, we 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 we've been we've been talking to uh, uh, Al uh, Al Junior about uh, uh, Indy cars uh, a, a little bit. Um, um, how about the, the highlights of of uh, your racing career? Uh, um, is is there any uh, one race or something that uh, um, really? Uh, I mean, you're you're you just said yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the 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 race that uh, I'm going to be. Uh, that's my legacy uh, race. Obviously, uh, Indy 500, but uh, um, any, any other races that, uh, that, uh, you, uh, you, you enjoyed more than, uh, say the Indy 500? Well, not really, because the Indy 500, you have to remember what status and, 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 and all that it carries is tremendous. So people know about the Indy 500 more than they do. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or or like Trenton, New Jersey, which doesn't even exist anymore. But uh, no, we we had a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, go, go ahead, Al. Yeah, I wanted to ask uh, Al Al Senior, um, and maybe and and Al Junior, like. Um, any any one particular snowmobile ride that you folks did together that really sticks out in your mind, like where you went riding, whether it was in the mountains in uh, out west or in Quebec, uh, any any kind of memorable snowmobile trip you did? Well, I, this is Al Senior. Uh, you know, we used to help the state police up in in uh, northern New Mexico at Chama when people would get lost or they'd run out of fuel or many things that would happen, you know, if they broke a machine, we would go out and try to find them. And that's a territory that is uh, untouchable sometimes because of the depth of the snow and, and where the people tried to get that shouldn't have tried to get there. <laughs> <laughs> but we uh, we we helped them quite a bit. All three of us did. In fact, there was many times we spent all night looking for people. Nice. So like a search and rescue type deal. Yes, kind of. But there. Well, yes and no because the police would be with us too. We would furnish them with a sled to go out. You know, with us. So it was a gathering of the state police and, and the sheriff's department of Chama and our own ability. Okay. What, um, you know, when you look back, uh, when you, when you uh, got involved with uh, the sport back in the late sixties and then carried it on for 20, 30 years plus years, what was the main attraction to snowmobiling that, you know, kept you, uh, you know, riding and wanting to be involved with the manufacturers. What What is it about the sport that you enjoy the most? Is that for Al Jr. or me? Uh, for you, Al Sr. And, and both. Okay. 
Well, you know, it, it's just a fun snowmobile, and even today I have an Articat, you know, uh, the new one of uh, uh, 2020. And it, it just, yeah, I still enjoy it. It's still a lot of fun. Uh, you ride sleds a lot differently today, as I said earlier, than we used to. And they, because of the engineering factor of how they're built now and, and their side healing and just everything about a sled today. You know, and it's got three-inch paddles for the track. And, I mean, they're, they're just tremendously different than they used to be. And it's still fun. We, I think Al enjoys it. Uh, I do. And uh, I think, uh, you know, all three of us and Mario. I think Mario still runs Barty Cat. I'm not sure. But Parnelli, you know, we all just loved the sport. And that's the great part about snowmobiling. Because when you enjoy something, dang it, you you want to keep doing it your whole life. Yeah. What uh, what model sled do you, have you got, Al? Uh, uh, the Articat, what uh, what model? Which model? All of them. Yeah, what model, what model Articat is? Oh, what what sled? What 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 model sled do you have now? It's an eight hundred Mountain Cat. Wow! Nice. Oh, oh it, it, <laughs> they they run. I mean, we used to. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, I think between Al, Bobby, and myself, we bought more speed equipment to try to make them back in the seventies and seventy-five and eighty. We bought more speed equipment than we should have, because it did half of it didn't work. <laughs> we should have <laughs> left them alone. Yeah, yeah, unreal. So most of your sledding is uh, uh, in, in Albuquerque. It's uh, it's uh, uh, kind of off off trail mountain type riding. Yes, and mountain sleds. Yes, it's uh, yeah. You know, yeah. up in the mountains where it's eleven anywhere from. Eight to eleven, twelve thousand feet. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay, Hal, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Gordon and myself, we've been lucky enough to ride uh, quite a few years out west in uh, West Yellowstone. So we know the type of uh, riding you do, and it's uh, it's definitely a challenge uh, compared to you know down in uh, where, where we're located here in Canada with uh, mostly, you know, bush trails and lake running and that type of thing. So riding in the mountains, it takes a real different uh, skill level. So I, I, I can't even imagine what it was like riding in the mountains back in the seventies with the, uh, with the older equipment. It must've been, uh, must've been a lot of work too. Well, you better have a good strong back because we used to get them stuck <laughs> and we couldn't figure out why, you know, it was just, the snow was deep. And uh, the sleds in those days really were not built for deep, deep snow, were they, Al? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, we, we, they're, they're logging roads up in the, up in the mountains and, and the snow is, you know, it can get, it can get, you know, six, seven, eight feet deep. And, and so, um, 
you know, today, today's sleds with, with their big paddles and their long tracks and, and the power that they have in them today, they can, you can go a lot more places than, than what we used to be able to go. So. Yeah. You get one of these new sleds stuck and you deserve a good, strong soda pop. Yeah. Have you got much snow uh, your way now, or is it uh, just about all gone? No, it's pretty well gone now. It, there's still, you could still go up the top of Kumbu's Pass, which is uh, 10,500 feet. Uh, oh, yeah. You could go riding, but you'd have to worry about stumps and rocks. And, you know, it. it uh, I, I don't think I would try it this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, well, we can we can we can uh, wrap this up now. I uh, say we, Helen, I really appreciate uh, talking to you. Uh, the uh, the answer uh, uh, royalty of of uh, IndyCar racing, and uh, it's a uh, just I, I never thought I'd uh, see the day that I'd be uh, talking to you guys on my internet radio show kind of thing. So, uh, Al Unser Jr., you have a do you have a question for our listeners that? Uh, uh, if they answer correctly, they will win a brand new helmet. Yes, I do. And the question is, how many times did Jacques Villeneuve win the Eagle River Nationals? Oh boy, that's okay. That's a, that's a, that's that's a, <laughs> a lot there. So okay, um, I, I think, okay. You, you, I think he. I think he won it more times than you did, Al. Uh, yeah, I think so, Dad. <laughs> okay, 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 uh, okay, listeners, you heard Al Jr. How many times did Jacques Villeneuve, uh, uh, senior, win Eagle River, um, uh, uh, world world championship race? And yep. uh, we will, uh, and uh, so uh, in the in uh, our, our uh, post. Uh, write down how many times uh, he has won Eagle River. And we also want you to tag CKX gear. And CKX is the manufacturer of the helmet that we're giving away. So tag CKX and give us the right answer. And we will, uh, we will, we will pick uh, one, one winner from uh, all those posts. Uh, we'll get uh, somebody, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with a, uh, a number. Because uh, the, the, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of correct answers. And uh, we will uh, t- take uh, one of the correct answers, and uh, we will send uh, that person a brand new CKX Titan helmet. So, uh, Alancer Jr., Alancer Senior, thank you very much for uh, your time tonight, and uh, Hal, Ar- Hal Armstrong from Time Machines, thank you for uh, for co-hosting today. And um, uh, say this is uh, this has been uh, quite the experience for me, uh, being a, a big auto racing fan myself. Uh, um, it, this has uh, been a big, a huge pleasure for me. So. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Junior and Senior, and I uh, hope to see you very soon. You betcha. Thanks for having us on. on your program. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Take care. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.